and welcome to Unprofessional. I am Dave Wiskus, joined, as always, by the amazing Jamie Newberry. Wow, that was so kind. Hi, Dave. Hi. I, well, I haven't seen you in forever or heard you, it talked is. to you, <laughs> spoken to you in forever. It has been forever. It we... has been a long time. Wow. Well, we have... A... I know we'll talk about that more later, but we have an amazing guest with us today. Would you like to introduce our guest today? No. No? Yes. Yes, I'll do it. <laughs> Fine. Gun to my head. Our guest today is uh, Brian Iris. Hey, good to be here. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Uh, Brian, you are... Uh, t- tell the, explain yourself. Tell the people <laughs> who you are. Who are you? What's, what's your deal? Who sent you? I was, your deal? I was getting ready to have to explain myself. Um, I uh, work at Tumblr on the iOS team over there. I've been there for about two years and... I'm guessing if anybody knows me that that's where it's from. Yeah, a uh, big update just came out. Yeah, um, one of our Your biggest... picture in The Verge. <laughs> nice, uh, nice. That, <laughs> that was an interesting picture. I said, I may not be the best looking guy in that picture, but I definitely have the best beard. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, It was with uh, David Karp, the CEO, and also uh, Peter Vidani, our uh, creative director. I just had, it was one of those moments uh, where I'm, I'm just reading an article that somebody linked to, and I saw your picture. I'm like, hey, I know that guy. Yeah, it's kind of how I felt, too. <laughs> it's got to be a surreal yeah, moment. Well, it looks a lot different uh, in the photo than it, it felt in the room, I guess, for a lack of better way to put it. <laughs> yeah, there's, that typically happens. I don't think I've ever done a photo shoot or anything like that where the results were what I expected. You do a lot of photo shoots, Dave? I've done a few. <laughs> how about you, Brian? A lot of photo shoots? No, far from it. Yeah. Just curious. Just curious. And you, Jamie? Surely you've done more than your fair share of photo shoots. I've had to have done maybe a couple in my life, but uh, yeah, not not really a lot. I've done a handful. I did I did one while I was in Ireland. Ben McCarthy took some shots of me, which I'm using one of them as my speaker bio photo now, which is I lo- love that. what I really wanted. I need a new bio photo. I need to, yeah, sync up with that guy. That well, he's, he's doing this thing. He wants to be like the... Uh, like a photojournalist for our community. That's awesome. Like Mac and iOS developers and podcasters, like all of these people who you would normally see their work or listen to them talking, but you never really see them, their faces. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like Humans of New York, but for developers and designers and podcasters. That's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's a really cool idea. And so he probably will want to sit down with you at some point and take some pictures. Sweet. I hope we'll be back in the States next summer. So if he asks you to do that, don't be creeped out. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be. I, I love that guy. He's awesome. He's a good guy. You want to have your photo taken too, Brian? Again? Yeah. I mean, I had to have my photo taken for, I wrote an article for um, the Loop magazine, Jim Dalrymple's mm-hmm. iPad magazine. Mm-hmm. And I had a similar situation where I needed a photo, but I didn't really have a headshot just kind of lying around. Um, <laughs> Who and does? I had, <laughs> So I had my friend, uh, Justin Willett, who uh, was working with me at Tumblr at the time. He's a, a pretty accomplished photographer. And nice. I asked him, and, and his, his process was, we just kind of went for a walk around the street, and every once in a while, he would just stop, like, mid-sentence, and just, like, snap a few photos. Um, it worked out pretty well, but it was, it was pretty... Uh, I'm sure anyone that saw us thought we were both uh, insane. Well, that, oh, was, that was here in the city, right? Yeah, it was just right around our office. Yeah, nobody noticed. <laughs> it's hard having you t- your photo taken. That's why I... I I've had that stupid one with the hat that I have on my, you know, my Twitter avatar. <laughs> that's the photo. That's the photo of yeah. me that I have. That's yeah. it. I don't that's, have any. That's of it. I took that myself with my computer. 
you know. But yeah, I don't I don't like having my photo taken. Yeah, I don't it's either. Terrible. I feel like there's not enough. Uh, this is gonna sound terrible, but I don't have a lot of pictures of me. Yeah. And sometimes I, I think maybe, either. maybe do I just not have friends? What's going on here? Why don't, <laughs> why are there no pictures of me like with other people unless I'm at a conference? You know, I think though, unless you take them yourself, why would you have them? Other people have them. And I, I don't know, maybe unless you ask, people aren't like, oh, here's a photo of you that I took. <laughs> I well, know. there's all these, all these apps for sharing photos in groups. And the use case is always presented as you're out with your friends and you're all taking pictures and you can share them with each other. And I'm just thinking like, I, I don't do that. I don't do that either unless somebody asks me, yeah, which does happen occasionally. Do you have any photos of me or did you get any photos of that thing that we were all at or whatever? Like that happens from time to time and I'll be like, oh, yeah, here they are. But I have to tell you, I don't have I, I don't. Yeah, I don't ask for photos of myself because I don't think I really want them. But then you find yourself in sort of a pickle when you need one um, for, you know, bios or articles or whatever. Like Brian was saying, he needed one for a thing he wrote. Yeah, that comes up periodically, and I just go to that one with the hat every time. I'm so sick of that photo. Well, Dave, it sounds like your friend has found his niche. Yeah. That's it. He's the, he's the guy at the party taking pictures, which that used to be like the lame guy. But now that's sort of a cool <laughs> place to be. Used to be the guy from American Beauty filming the bag yeah. floating around. Yeah, that it was guy. like the, the creepy guy in the corner taking pictures. You can't enjoy the party if you're trying to document the party. But I don't know. I, I I think we've hit an age where one with digital photography, you can just take so many pictures that you're not as concerned about getting the right one. You can kind of have fun with it and let it flow a little bit differently. But two, I think it's just that we all have grown to accept that that's part of our culture. The cameras are so prevalent that we're, we're okay with you're not an outcast if you're taking pictures. It's true. I guess once you're wearing Google glass, the uh, problem of being able to simultaneously (laughs) enjoy the party and document it will go away a bit. Yeah, everybody will be creeped out and on edge all the time. Until they're not. We have that to look forward to. So my <laughs> my headshot for a long time, if you want to call it a headshot, it was my Twitter avatar, that uh, that bedroom eyes selfie, Instagram selfie that I use on Twitter. And uh, I needed, a, I needed a new picture. Because that that once that was printed in the pages of Macworld Magazine, I realized I really needed a, like a, a legit picture of me. <laughs> yeah, see, I feel that way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, enough about pictures. I can't talk about pictures anymore of ourselves. <laughs> it's been a while since we like, talked, Dave. This is this is your move. This is totally your move. Instead of just changing the subject or or like moving on to something else, you just like yeah. you you declare, I can't do this anymore. I can't do that one. We you, talked it. We talked it into the ground. I think you've rage quit know. topics. That's it. I rage you don't quit segue. topics. Like, I don't know about segues. Segues don't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian, what are you? Yeah. Hi. Hey. I've never met you before. So that's a segue. How about that? Well, I'm not going to ask you what you ate, though. That's Dave's favorite Jamie Rage topic. So, yeah. <laughs> it is a good one to have in your back pocket. It's it's my favorite thing, mostly because I, I genuinely love food and I'm genuinely curious. Well, I've had to cut time. a couple of those out of the show over the last oh. few months. The uh, Hey, so what'd you guys eat today? <laughs> I'm, I'm always, seriously, I'm very fascinated with what people choose for lunch and what they do. And it right. gives me ideas, too. All right. Well, I had a sandwich and a muffin. Well, I had a sandwich, too. No muffin. I had a chicken wrap. Uh, did mm. you have a muffin? No muffin. So I win at muffin. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of muffin? Uh, chocolate. I thought it was blueberry, and so I didn't eat the whole muffin. Mm. 
So I kind of oh, lose. I've had that surprise before where you think you get a blueberry and it's the chocolate chip. Yeah, it's just too sugary, too sweet, much sweet. Rich. Yes, yeah. I'm yeah. with you on that. I, I don't blueberry like the muffin. the blueberry surprise. It's chocolate trick. I don't. Yeah. I'm not well, the, a fan of this. The worst is you think you're getting chocolate, but then you get raisins. Like it's an <laughs> oat, raisin oat bran thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, getting chocolate when you didn't expect it isn't quite as bad as not getting chocolate when you did expect it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's very true. Yeah, especially if it's raisins. Not a fan of the raisins. Either. Boy, it's, this is the list of things Jamie doesn't like today. I don't mean to make it that. Sorry. Stop being so negative, Jamie. Oof, what is it with me today? Sorry, guys. It's Brian, okay. this is not normal. I apologize. <laughs> We're off our game. Well, oh, yeah, it's so long. That's true. We are off our game. This is the longest I think there's been a gap between recordings of this show. Really long. I think it's been an entire month, Brian. It's It's nuts. Has it really... Have you guys we, been putting, we, putting them out regardless? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we missed the one week when I was at Ool because I am stupid and missed my window to get that up. But not uh, because we didn't have a show ready. We did have a right. show ready. It was just we me, had me several shows ready. <laughs> just me being dumb. Nah, it happens. So Things we missed happen. one week. The first time we've ever missed a week. But it's okay because we've had weeks where we've done two shows. So yeah, that's okay. So thank you, Guy English, for for retroactively filling in that week <laughs> but this is yeah it's been about a month since we've recorded so i've i haven't i haven't talked to jamie in forever you guys are out of sync yeah you know it happens over time and here you are brian do you do anything brian to to like stay in touch with friends people that like live in other cities like just beyond facebook or twitter but do you call people <sighs> very infrequently not that often um uh, just just periodic uh, text messages, I guess, emails, um, some combination of the two. I do a pretty good job of seeing my friends uh, who live in uh, various parts of New England with relative frequency. Um, but it is tough. Everyone, it's. I feel like every year it just gets exponentially harder to schedule anything, which is a shame. But <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm not the sort of and I think maybe there's a. a it's different when you're single. Because I Is can't, I, yeah, because I don't know that I would just call up a friend in another city and say, hey, I'm going to come visit. I'd feel weird about that. I would need an excuse. I would need like, hey, I was going to come to your city for this thing and we should hang out while I'm there. Not, I'm going to come visit you. That would be, I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to approach that. But if, if I were in a couple, it would totally be a, hey, we're going to come visit. And I've done that. I've had other couples when I was in a couple come visit us and it made perfect sense. But as a single guy, it just doesn't click for me. I'd feel creepy. That's interesting. I never really thought about it that way. Like the the visits, the visits of people and, and things. How do you keep in touch with people? I mean, do you do do you call? Same question that you asked Brian. I don't no, I don't call people. Texts, emails? Uh I will text and I'll 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 tweet at people. I don't really email much. You know, now that I'm thinking about this, I got to do a better job of staying in touch with people. <laughs> Brian, Brian, who are the people that you keep in touch with? Who are the people that you do make the effort to text and and call or email? If? Oh, just all college friends still. Um, uh, coincidentally, all the people that I ended up living with my freshman year of college, just by virtue of the dormitory lottery system, I suppose, are still <laughs> all of my best friends to this day. That's um, awesome. And most of us stayed on the East Coast. Uh, I went to school in Boston, so a lot are up there um, in that general vicinity. So it'll usually be one person emailing about 20 other people 
everyone should come to New York this weekend. Everyone should come to Boston this weekend. Five or ten people immediately saying they can't, and then <laughs> a few really wanting to, and then spending the next few weeks peer pressuring the ones who were on the fence. And then it kind of just ends up that a decent enough amount of people will go, such that nobody ever felt too awkward about what Dave was mentioning with the kind of one-on-one visits or uh, yeah. anyone explicitly reaching out to any other individual person. It tends to just work itself out, I guess. I think maybe some of my hesitation is that I just don't feel like I'm interesting or entertaining enough to occupy a person's entire week. Maybe it doesn't have to be for an entire weekend, though. Or, you know, well, if if I'm visiting somebody out of state, probably be there for more than one day. Yeah, I don't usually, you know, I have to, I don't think I go anywhere specifically to visit the people. Like, I go to a place usually for a reason. Like you were saying, you know, I'm going there for this. Do you have time to grab a drink or coffee or ketchup or whatever ketchup ketchup oh, ketchup yeah we like to you know go out and grab some ketchup we have those those little paper cups full of ketchup they're like shot glasses but for ketchup <laughs> that's uh yeah. that's how you bond with other people you've <laughs> got some ketchup. weird friends oh, you know what i take Dave. it back when i was in uh, before i went to ireland i went to amsterdam for a week to visit friends See? specifically to just hang out with with my my amsterdam friends so, so that I get, happened. I get, well, yeah, but there's there's a lot of them. Well, that <laughs> sounds like, look at how many friends I have. No, I mean, there's your just, time around a little. It's like, you know, there's like there, there's enough people that I could kind of bounce around. I didn't feel like I was occupying too much of anybody's time. Yeah, that's definitely that's... the way to do it. You need some critical mass. And once you have that, it just gets a lot easier. Yeah, I don't think I could show up at somebody's home and say, I'm staying with you for the weekend. And... <laughs> Uh, you have to entertain me and I have to entertain you for the entire time or we're going to hate each other. Like, I, See, I just, it feels like there's so much pressure. The last time I did stay like the weekend with with somebody, um, there was like I did have some other things to do and that person had some other things to do. So when we were at the apartment at the same time, it was great. We hung out, grabbed a dinner one night. But then the other times it was kind of like, you, you know, we just did our own thing. Um, we even had some work to do and just worked in the same space, but then also left, came and go as we pleased kind of thing. So it was cool because it was no pressure. It was a nice, it was really easy. Are you guys, are you guys still friends with anybody from high school? Is that, that's such a, like such a long time ago for me? <laughs> I don't know how long ago it is for you guys, but, but like, are, are you friends with anybody from high school still? Did you have friends in high school? <laughs> it's so quiet. That was, that was such a great, uh. definitely not as much as I would like to be. Um, do still catch up with folks from time to time, but definitely not as much as I wish or would have expected a few years ago, especially because yeah. I grew up only about 60 minutes from uh, where I live currently. <laughs> you think there wouldn't be that many excuses, but it just gets harder Always and harder excuses. over time. Life gets in the way. It does. I didn't really have a lot of friends in high school. That sounds terrible. Aww, <laughs> that sounds it's sad. It's time for the aw for Dave. Aww. Uh, the, uh, the friends that I had in high school that I, I considered friends, and I you know I had a handful of people that I, w- I was close to, but I don't know, just sort of lost track of them or uh, grew up, grew apart. I don't know. I, I moved around uh, at, right after high school. I moved to Missouri for a while and then back to Colorado. And somewhere in that, like I lost them in the move. Yeah, lost in the move <laughs> like lost, stuff. Lost some people. Uh, it, it's just that, especially at that age for me, I dropped out and they had either 
stayed in or they went on to do other things. And so there was a, a, a gap between where I was and what I was trying to accomplish and where they were and what they were trying to accomplish. And namely in that they were probably trying to accomplish anything at all. Yeah. Nice. nice. I was happy just to sit around playing video games. <laughs> where are we all? Yeah. 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 So now I, I have a, I have one friend from high school that I stay in touch with and, and that's pretty much it. What were your games? What were your video games? Um, like the big defining of your youth video games. You know, I, w I was, uh, I was just watching of all things, a YouTube video, a playthrough of shadows of the empire for Nintendo 64. <laughs> That's awesome. I had it in my head. Like I remembered something about that game and I just had to watch somebody else play it for an hour and a half. That's fantastic that you did for that long too. You watched, you watched no, I mean, that. I was like working at the same time. So I wouldn't, it wasn't like a, I wasn't getting my full attention. How about you, Brian? Yeah. Games? I was never a huge video gamer, but I do remember playing Star Wars Rebel Assault on like a Gateway 2000 terrible computer with some huge <laughs> bulky joystick. Nice. I remember that pretty vividly. I played a lot of GoldenEye. Oh, uh, GoldenEye. That was my first Bond experience. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> I remember seeing the movie uh, years later, and it was such a yep. bizarre experience seeing the movie <laughs> version of the game that I was so intricately familiar with. Did you play the, uh, the GoldenEye Reloaded? For Xbox? No, no, I did not. It's, it's GoldenEye, but modernized. It's the same levels, but with with new textures, and they've changed a few things and improved levels. But it's the same, in theory, the same game. It's not nearly as good. It's not. As, it's not <laughs> as fun. No, they they re they redid too much. Had they just made it prettier and everything else was exactly the same, I would have been completely on board. When you had the original GoldenEye, did you have the Game Genie? No. Do no, you remember what the Game Genie was? Genie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't was there I didn't know there was one for Nintendo 64. Oh, there definitely was. The Game Genie was this um there was it Nintendo 64. Yeah, that's what GoldenEye was on. The Game Genie yeah. was this thing that you plugged the game into and yeah, yeah. it somehow let you change parts of the game and What? It, how I do still I not know, know how about that works. the Game Genie? I have Genie. no idea how it worked to this day. It's that's yeah, it, pretty the crazy. The first one was for the NES and it was a thing that you stick you stick the, 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 the gray NES cartridge into this thing and it had this weird like black plastic flap that came off of it so that <laughs> you didn't lose the, the important bit in the NES and you'd slide it in and then at that point you could no longer push the game down like you're supposed to but somehow it still worked. That's And you'd hit bananas. the power button, it would come on, you'd enter in the codes and suddenly Mario would have unlimited lives or whatever and you'd get GamePro or, or EGM and they would have Game Genie codes. That's banana. I don't know how I never knew about this. I loved a Nintendo and Nintendo 64. Holy cow. And I never knew about the Game Genie, you guys. <laughs> I feel gypped. Don't some, of the, uh, don't some of the emulators, the software emulators, have Game Genie emulators built in? I don't know. I'm going to have to find out, though. That's going to be my big project this holiday weekend. Hey, Brian, were you, uh, you were like NES era, too, right? Yeah, NES was the first system I ever had. I still remember to this day that getting an... Uh, actually, no, it was an SNES. Yeah, I, the SNES was Whoa. the first console I had. And I remember distinctly opening it on Christmas morning and it being, to this day, probably like the most uh, jubilation I've ever had from a single <laughs> gift. That is... My boyfriend has that exact story. Like his... The childhood when they got the Nintendo... They, they got that for Christmas one year, he and his sister. And seriously, he recalls that as being like the happiest moment in his entire life. I love that story. That's fantastic. 
and I'm, I'm right there with you guys. I bugged my mom for months. It was probably weeks, but it felt like years. <laughs> I just kept saying every time I'd write out a Christmas list, I'd say Super Nintendo. She's like, you can't get a Super Nintendo. And then Christmas morning, I got a Super Nintendo. And I, I don't know if I've ever been that happy. That's, that's pretty incredible. I love that that made so many children's lives happy. I remember Jeez. going into the the store. It was like a a, a tar, it was like a super Target ish kind of store called Biggs, and I, I went in in the electronics section. They had the Super Nintendo out for display. You could play, and playing Super Mario World when my mom would shop every week. That was <laughs> that was the highlight of my week, and I was so desperate to get a Super Nintendo after that. That's so cool. I don't know. I love these games. Were you both uh, Nintendo people or did you did you veer off into Sega territory for a while? No, I was all Nintendo. But I started with Atari, so I'm I'm a little older than, than y'all there. But y'all? Y'all, yep. I don't say that because I'm from Texas. I just like it. <laughs> I was Nintendo as well. Um, I'm looking on Wikipedia now, and it looks like the Game Genie equivalent for the Nintendo 64 was actually called the Game Shark. Whoa. Game Shark. And then there was also the Action Replay that came later. In the Wikipedia article for the Nintendo 64 Game Shark Pro, it specifically cites GoldenEye as being one of the reasons for its popularity. <laughs> Thank yeah, goodness for Wikipedia. I, I did get a PlayStation years later, PlayStation 2 maybe, but that was kind of beyond my uh, enthrallment with console gaming. Yeah. Oh, see, I got into PlayStation and then I got the 2 and then I think I, I switched to Xbox a few years ago. Um, just for like the ease of use with Netflix and all that stuff. But, but yeah, PlayStation, I was way into PlayStation. I never did PlayStation. I had yeah. Nintendo and uh, super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, GameCube. I've had every damn Nintendo console. And then I got an Xbox 360 just because when the, for the Wii, they finally came out with rock band for the Wii and I was <laughs> so excited. And then I found I buy the game and I get the drum, the plastic drum kit all set up and I realize you can't download songs for it. You're just stuck with uh, what came on the disc. And I'm like, fuck this. Dude, have you guys tried Rocksmith? No, but I've heard really good things about oh it. Oh my gosh, we have it. I love it so much, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. It's Dave, isn't that good. what our friend Orda was using with your bass? Yeah, he's, uh, he's got, I, I think he's got my bass at his office and uh, uh, nice. in the evenings when he's done working, he sits down and plays Rocksmith. Yes, we have like, it's like family Rocksmith time here. Jamie, can you explain just the concept behind it? I'm not super familiar. Yeah, it's basically, so we're all familiar with Rock Band, right? Sure. Like this is similar, like, it's got, um, but you use your actual, you use an actual guitar, not a little guitar shaped thing with buttons so um and it it levels you up you it teaches you from very very basic notes and you you know you watch it on the on the screen and you strum when it says to strum and um so i i do bass also and um my daughter does guitar and my boyfriend also does guitar and so yeah like you and you can you know two players and um, so yeah, basically, I mean, you kind of think you play through the songs and you can play them over and over and over and it, it increases in difficulty as you improve, like even during one song, you know, you can, you'll notice you're like, oh yeah, I'm so good at this now. And then all of a sudden it gets a little harder. Like, <laughs> Shit, I'm not as good anymore. Um, and it just, it, it increases in complexity, um, until you really, really, really nail the song, which is fantastic. So I love it. I, love I would it, I, love it. I would love to challenge my own assumptions about how good I am on guitar. Yeah, you should just get it, Dave. Like it just makes sense that you would have Rocksmith. So when Orta plays, he plays it on his Mac, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, no. I I mean, we have uh 
Xbox. Oh, we have an Xbox and a PlayStation, so, but, but we um, play it on Xbox when we do it. Xbox it, 360. It's just a 360. It's not on the one yet. Yeah, I don't have the one yet. I'm thinking about doing that one. Got to make the leap here pretty soon. Well, do they have Rocksmith for the for the one? I guess I could just look this up. I, I have to imagine they do. But if not, I still have the 360. So I've got, I've got the 360 still, but it's not plugged in anything because my very good friends at Microsoft gave me an <laughs> Xbox One. Yep. And so I plug that in instead. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just look up. You, you can go to Amazon and see if they have Rocksmith for, for the one. Do you, do either of you guys spend much time playing games now? Um, really just, you know, Rocksmith, I do um, iPad games sometimes, but uh, not so much. How about you, Brian? No, I don't at all anymore. At all? No. like No games? Almost never. Who are you? <laughs> He's I, so busy making real things. Uh, I got into letterpress for a bit when it first came out. (laughs) A game like that can kind of suck me in. But no console stuff? No, I don't I don't own a console. I couldn't play one if I wanted to. The most video games I've played uh by far is uh the Lego Marvel at your place. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. That that evening Mew and Orta sat around playing. You know, I I finally beat that game and it's it's uh I, I just keep going through it. There's like a million more things to... If anybody listening out there is on the fence about getting Lego Marvel superheroes, I cannot recommend it strongly enough. Oh, that's cool. I can vouch for this. And as someone who has not paid a lot of attention at all to video games for the past <laughs> practically a decade, it was pretty mind-blowing stuff. Oh, that's the, awesome. There's a funny thing that happens when you sit... Like watching watching the Shadows of the Empire video, I had a clear picture in my head of what the graphics were like in that game. And then I watched the video. And I'm thinking, what the fuck happened? It's totally different. It looks terrible. <laughs> it's all blocky. Yeah. It's terrible. This is shit. How did I ever play that? But at the time, it it was, oh my god, this is so realistic. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Atari graphics from... I was just watching uh, YouTube. Well, I was looking up YouTube games. I was, um, again, <laughs> and, like with my boyfriend. I was like, oh, do you remember the game Combat on Atari? And he's like, no. <laughs> not at, not at all. And I was like, it made the best sound when you shoot the little thing. But the so we looked it up on YouTube, and there they were these little funny little tanks that shoot these funny little square things. It makes a great sound. Anyway, the graphics are fantastic. I saw on Twitter today somebody posted uh, a side by side of the protagonist's face from the original Wolfenstein, as well oh. as from the most recent Wolfenstein oh, game. Oh God. 1992 versus uh, this year, 2014. And it's a pretty stark difference, as you would imagine. Things have come a long way. That's um, we, we do Grand Theft Auto a lot here in our household. Well, really? not with the not with the kids, but uh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I was with very the kids. concerned for just a moment. No, I know. What kind of parent are you? My kids love Minecraft. I couldn't get into Minecraft. I think it's a great game, but the I, kids I love the Minecraft. It. They do. They do. My girls love it. I don't understand the appeal, but you know, I'm also not 10 years old. So there's that. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's amazing what they build though. Uh, John and, and Moltz on this week's talk show, were talking about the, the phenomenon of the, their kids watching people, videos of people playing video games. Yeah. That's uh, we, yeah. My girls love, there are a couple of those that they follow. Yeah. And, and John had said, uh, John Gruber had said that he, he made the realization that he watches hundreds of hours of baseball, which is pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it kind of is, watching right? watching other people play games. <laughs> I never thought of that, but yeah. 
But I did feel what as I'm sitting there watching Shadows of the Empire being played by some stranger that I'll never meet and whose name I don't know, I I was thinking to myself, this is really bizarre, but I don't feel like I, I don't even know where I'd get a Nintendo 64 right now. I have no other way to to have this experience. I can't play the game myself, and I probably wouldn't even enjoy playing it, but I just want to see it. I want to be reminded of what it was like to play it. So do you think probably. the people that watch so many video games uh, actually do watch it the way that a sports fan watches their team and that they have favorite players and they have players that they root for? Oh, or, that's interesting. I don't know. That's a good that's question. That's a good question. Very good question. We've got to bring in Jonas. <laughs> You'd think they would if they watched enough that they would kind of tend to favor certain players over others. I don't know. Well, they certainly have channels that they want to watch. You know yeah, what I mean? Like there yeah. are, are people. So in a, in a way, that's probably it. Like um, my girls love, I has Cupquake. Her name is Cupquake. And she they love this girl. And um, yeah, I don't know. There are a couple others that they really like. You know, Cupquake? To, yeah, Cupquake. And she God, That's hard games. to say. Cupquick. Yep. It just hits the ear wrong. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how else to say it. It's not a real word. But well. it's not just not a real word. Real word. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> See? It's messing me up. That's like that Irish wristwatch thing. Have you heard Irish that thing? Irish wristwatch? Yeah, you gotta say that like three times really, really fast. Irish wristwatch, Irish wristwatch, Irish yep. shit. Exactly, wow. right? Can't do it. Can't do it. Have a hard enough time forming regular sentences. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. So, uh, Brian, are you more of a, a movie person, TV person, book person? Um, definitely movie as well as TV. I would say movie the most. TV probably second. I, I've really made an effort to read a lot more in the past few years, and it's just so fucking time consuming. <laughs> um, tedious. Who likes that? <laughs> I just like I like the line "movie the most." I'm gonna just movie the most that's great movie <laughs> yeah. the most i'm i'm a pretty big movie aficionado i would say have you seen uh i've seen the new godzilla i haven't and i would love to get your take on it without too many plot without details spoilers have you seen it jamie i have not so uh, yeah if you spoil it we'll both kill you i don't know i don't even know how much i can say i mean it's a godzilla movie what is there to spoil well compare it, it to Did you enjoy others it? yeah and compare it to you know it Old was, Godzilla, Godzilla. I had in my head that it was going to be a monster movie like the the 2000 Godzilla or Cloverfield. The Matthew Broderick one. Right. Or, uh, or Cloverfield or any of these modern monster movies and some of the older Godzillas. I was expecting something like that. Monster shows up, destroys the city, uh, the military or whomever saves the day or you know something like that. And that's not what happened. And I was very surprised by that. That's not how things went down. It was a very different story. And I was pleasantly surprised. And in fact, I would say if there's any criticism I could lob at that movie, it, it is uh, beyond the just sheer implausibility of, of everything that happened in it. They just, they spent too much time on the people in the end, like the monster action was all like in the background as people were having a conversation. It was, it was really weird. Hmm. Yeah, like people discussing their personal problems, but like through a window, you see Godzilla terrorizing San Francisco. <laughs> That makes me want to see it more. Yeah, I'm. I I need to see it. I've I enjoyed been to it. A movie in a while. Oh, I, lo- I love going to movies. movies. Yeah, so do I. I'm still a big fan of going to seeing movies in the theater, even though it's expensive and time consuming. And I'm one of the crazy people that has to get there, you know, thirty to forty five minutes early to get a good seat. 
Otherwise, I'm going to be cranky the whole time. What's a good seat for you, Brian? Just somewhere remotely in the middle of the theater. <laughs> you like? Do you look for where the speakers are positioned and all of that? No, uh, definitely not. No. I just don't want to be all the way on one of the ends. And I'm so paranoid about that happening that I'm willing to get there obscenely early to ensure it doesn't. Yeah. You know, there's uh, at Lincoln Square, the theater up there, which is the apparently the largest IMAX screen in the U.S., uh, it's assigned seating. Yeah, the only time I've uh, benefited from that was when I saw Gravity, which it was amazing. I, I, I've never had more of a stress-free movie-going experience in my life than showing up minutes before it started and just <laughs> well, that's wa- how I show up to everything. waltzing right over to my predetermined seat without a worry in the world. It seems like the right way to do it. That's how the, I don't know about Europe, but in Amsterdam, the theater there, the uh, Pate, they, they, you, you go online or you show up at the kiosk and you pick out your seats and you, yeah. you buy your tickets and then you, you go and you get your popcorn and stuff and you sit down whenever you want. That's, there's a theater here that has recliner seats. It's really cool, really nice, and it's almost always empty, which is fantastic. But um, yeah, you do that. You go to the kiosk, you pick out the seat location, and then that's your assigned seat. It's very, very cool. I'd have to imagine the only reason they don't do that everywhere is that if you went on the website to book a seat and the only seats available were the ones all the way on the end, you would probably just choose a different showtime, maybe go yeah, the next just day. Yeah, just not go. But if yeah. you go all the way to the theater, maybe it was a bit of a hike for you to get there. Maybe you went with someone else and it was hard for you guys to pick a time that worked for both of you and the seats are bad. I think you're less likely to say screw it and come back later. That's true. It's a good point, too, because, yeah, you kind of just think the gamble is all right with most of the time. I do go early, though. I like the very, very back row in the middle, um, but I I like the very, very back row. That's a great seat to me because there's nobody behind me eating popcorn in my ear. I think it would be it's a good way to space out. So even if it's not a popular day at that theater, like let's say you go on a Tuesday afternoon or something, it's still worth the assigned seating because you're guaranteed you're going to be able to sit in the seat that you want. And you don't have to be sitting next to somebody else. You can pick your seat based on like just being the furthest from other people you could possibly be. Yeah. It must be nice to be able to go to the movies at 2 p.m. on a weekday. <laughs> on a Tuesday, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, take, take an afternoon off or something. <laughs> Calling sick. Sunday morning, great time to go see a movie, too. Those are my favorite. That's my favorite day, Sunday morning at like 10 a.m. I love, a.m., the I first love a matinee, especially yeah. in the winter when it's really cold outside. You don't want to be outside anyway. Your hot coffee, a movie, Sunday morning. Yep. It's perfect. Sunday mornings, that's when I do grocery shopping and movies. My trouble with movies is that there's always some jerk (laughs) laughing or or talking or like just being too loud right behind my head. See, that's why you sit in the back row. I guess. I had a lady behind me once that was eating ice cubes the entire time. Oh, what the fuck? Who does that? I know. I was like, ah, lady, please, please don't eat ice cubes. Did you say something? No, I didn't. I can't. I only had one one theater confrontation in my entire life. Did you get shot? Did I get shot? No. I was really, this girl answered her phone. She was right in front of us. She, she answered, answered her phone? She answered her phone and talked like really loud talking. And I, <laughs> so I did say something. And I was like, excuse me. Uh, we're trying, can you take that outside? We're try, all trying. It was the South Park movie. And this was in San Francisco. This is how long ago it was. But, um, and who answers she, the fucking no, phone? No, she turns around though. This is the best part. She turns around and she looks at me and she goes, bitch and i was just like so i'm intensely angry now and i go 
I just lean forward and I'm like, let's go outside right now. And then oh, she God. just closed her phone and she just sat there. And then, like, and oh. I, I just sat there really close with my face really close. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was so ready to go outside. I've never said that to anybody before. I'm not a fight picker usually, but that happened. That really, that's a real story that happened to me one time. And then she didn't, she didn't go outside. So we didn't, we didn't throw down oh. or anything. But then a few minutes later, her and her friend just got up and left and they never oh, that, came back. That is so great. What a great story. Dude. That was Jamie just, kicking I've ass. I've never been so mad before. Like I I don't know, maybe I used to get mad easier than I do now. I was I'm stealing that move. <laughs> Leaning in, let's go outside. outside right now. I was so mad. Because oh if you gosh. puff up and you're like, bitch, let's go outside, motherfucker. Like, it, that's your posturing. But if you just lean in and you're like, you're determined, like, let's go outside. I was but, so serious, Dave. I've never been more serious about fighting in my life. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> at, that, at that point, even if you're not, at that point, like, my assumption is that you're going to murder me. <laughs> well, it's like, and that was that was really the intent behind it. <laughs> no, I, not really. But, like, but like you know, like, why did she have to respond that way? I really did ask politely first. I was like, hey, you know, people trying to watch a movie here. Kind of rude to be having a really loud conversation. I didn't even say that much. I was just like, hey, do you mind taking that outside? Like, you know, take your call outside or don't do it here. And it's perplexing. Continue. I don't understand how people think that that's acceptable. It's so strange. I don't know. And yeah, that was it was a long time ago. I don't remember when the South Park movie came out. 99. I lived in San Francisco. That was so. 1999. Yeah, 15 years ago. You wow. beat some bitch up. I was rough and tumble then. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I've softened in my old age. I, I guess. I've never threatened to beat somebody. I, I don't I don't feel comfortable telling somebody to shut up i mean if I they answer the phone i think either. i would have to and that was that was it that's see like it takes a lot to make me because usually i try to be courteous you know i just try to be courteous and try to make sure other people are comfortable and i don't know you know like i felt like she was being extremely inconsiderate and therefore it was necessary nobody else was saying anything so i was kind of like all right she's directly in front of me i'll do this this it seems like it's probably my job and uh not my spouse at the time, mind you, just me. Uh, right? Are you? Are you? Um, are you a confrontational sort <laughs> are of person? You a fighter? No, extremely you far fights? from it. And the last time I went to the movies, I had people talking behind me during the previews, which is fine. I, I think talking during the previews is acceptable, but it's not really a good uh, foreshadowing of what you're about to expect. Yeah. Um, so I was already starting to get a little fidgety and nervous, and I was so grateful that um, an older woman said something almost immediately. Um, all right, guys, cut say? it out. Something, just uh, something along those lines, and they shut up immediately. And I was so grateful I didn't have to say anything myself. Yeah, it, it does. It takes a lot to get me to say something. And I get all passive aggressive or something. I don't know. I just have a hard time confronting that. Like even in my apartment, my upstairs neighbors are stompy. And the system <laughs> I've worked out, I've tried. I tried going up and talking to them, and that did nothing. And I've tried calling the police on them. That hasn't helped. <laughs> and I've tried going through the landlord. That hasn't helped. And uh, so what I finally started doing, because I'm guessing the landlord just never even passed on the message. Yeah. So now what, I, what I've done is uh, when I every time I hear them stomping, I just bang on the ceiling every time. Dude, how do you do that? Like, is the ceiling low or do you have like a broomstick handle? Or? I have I have um, a bubble level, a, a really big bubble <laughs> level for hanging pictures, I guess. I don't know why I have this thing, but it's huge and it's 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 sturdy. For hanging your artwork. I guess. Uh, well, I'm really picky about things being level. Level, yep. I mean, 
I guess that makes sense. Do you but measure yeah, so, for center line too? Yep. Oh okay. yeah. Uh, behind every picture on my walls, there's like pencil markings and stuff. Sorry, I didn't mean to distract, but yeah, it is, it is genuinely there. In fact, there are two pictures sitting on my couch right now and have been there for the last six months because I just can't face the stress of hanging them up because <laughs> it's like an all day event <laughs> to mark the wall and measure shit. And I'm just like, I can't, I'm not ready for this yet. It is a lot of work to hang stuff. My lease is going to be up before I actually get these things hung up. But uh, I, I bang on the ceiling with the, the bubble level thing. And I'll tell you, that's been the most effective thing. I do it every time. And now <laughs> I go one step further. Sometimes I'll just bang on the ceiling at random. Because <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm just, I'm praying that one day they come down and knock on my door. Stop tapping on the ceiling. <laughs> could, could, could you keep it down? Could you? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, that's that is the definition of passive aggressive. That is as passive aggressive as I could possibly be. Preventative tapping. <laughs> no, I think that's that's not passive aggressive. That's aggressively passive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, and I, I make it a point because they wake me up in the morning sometimes. So I made it a point where if I'm going to bed at four o'clock in the morning, let's bang on the ceiling a few times before I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to imagine myself in their shoes, like what they must I don't know like the, you know because most people don't think that they're stompy or that they're noisy or whatever I don't think I don't think that like people who do that clearly aren't aware that they do that right like <laughs> well or, no they're aware I told them <laughs> they're aware now but they don't believe you Dave or they would stop well <laughs> I mean, every, every time they imagine. walk across their floor they got me banging on the ceiling and so they've uh they've either started spending less time at home or they've uh they've started walking a little bit more softly because it's it's been pretty effective and it's just good for like my feelings about the situation it's therapeutic well, i don't I feel like that on the ceiling <laughs> i don't feel like there's pent-up aggression about it anymore i just kind of like smile like oh cool i get to bang on the ceiling now it's out in the open it's like squeezing a stress ball kind of yeah and if i get to ruin their good night's sleep then uh great <laughs> <laughs> Stress relief. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. What else that. do you guys do for stress relief? What other kinds of stress relievers are out there? Stress ball. Drinking. Drinking. <laughs> That's a big one for people, huh? I, uh, I was drinking last night. I, I was drinking my return to drinking after a small hiatus. And uh, it didn't work out so well for me. I didn't nearly die or anything, but not, I don't feel great today. Yeah, that, that's one of those unfortunate outcomes of drinking yeah. from time to time. Brian, this was you the other night, right? Or yesterday, because you, uh, you were out for the, the Tumblr thing. And, yeah, we had, uh, we had a celebratory um, event on Tuesday night, which actually started at about 3 p.m., lasted until about midnight. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I was cons very heavily considering going to the same event that you're referring to from last night, and I, j I just couldn't pull myself to do it. But that's the difference you know, between me now and me, I don't know, two or three years ago, <laughs> is I can say no to things like that now. <laughs> I, know my, I know my limitations. I know that I'm, well, I've been doing, so I say I've been avoiding drinking. The truth is I've been on a, a beer cleanse. <laughs> You're not usually a big beer guy. No, no, I don't really drink beer, but I decided that, because beer doesn't really get me drunk. And it's heavy enough that I don't drink it very quickly. And uh, it's just a, it's a money saver and I don't get drunk. And so it's all good news. 
So I decided if, if anytime I'm with people and they're drinking recently, I've just been drinking beer. And that way I don't end up smashed and hungover and, and all of the associated problems that come along with that. Last night, we wound up drinking hard liquor again. We, we wound up doing cocktails. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I woke up hungover and just feeling nothing but shame. <laughs> the beer cleanse is over. <laughs> well, nope, nope. Now I'm back on the beer cleanse. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want to do any hard liquor again anytime Just a pause. So. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I uh, even if I didn't do anything wrong, I wake up in the morning after a night of drinking, and I feel like I've ruined my entire life. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh at that. It made me <laughs> laugh, though. It was so extreme. I've ruined my you, entire life. You just wake up with this like sense of shame and dread. You haven't like, done anything. It compounds and as you're... the day goes on, too, as you <laughs> are less and less productive than you'd like to be. It's 3 p.m. and I'm still not operating at 100% capacity. What's wrong yeah. with me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would it would help if I would gotten any sleep last night. So there's this whole weird, crazy thing that happened. Upstairs neighbors uh, stomping on the floor? No, you no. This was, this was just me. Because if, if I drink too much, then I have a hard time sleeping, which mm. is uh, sort of the opposite of what you would hope for when you drink too much. At least the, I mean, you may be hungover, but at least you got plenty of sleep, you would hope. No, I went to, I went to bed at like maybe 3.34. I woke up at 7.30. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a rough day. I've not felt my best. You guys have any uh, uh, hangover rituals? Bloody Mary. Yeah, water, lots of water. <laughs> so hair of the dog and hydration. That's uh, those are solid. Hot shower, That's... cup of coffee. coffee. I guess those are all pretty coffee. pretty cliche yeah. responses. Well, we were supposed to record this at noon, and that didn't work out. Mostly my fault. Uh, but I had to drag myself out of bed and force myself to even just get this far to sit down and do the show. At at noon or at, at this second shot? Thank you uh, for uh, rescheduling, by the way, Brian. Oh, not a problem whatsoever. I It was uh, getting doing the one at noon. So getting myself out of bed, getting over here to sit down and do the show. Uh, luckily, I had planned ahead and I bought a kind bar on my way home last what night. What is a kind bar? Why don't I know about a kind bar? It's like a like a protein granola bar kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it's made with nuts. Gotcha. Pretty good. There's that chocolate kind. involved. Yeah. Did it help the hangover? Oh God, it's the only reason I'm standing right now, well, <laughs> sitting. But it's yeah. The, I honestly like I I was just a mess. I was a wreck, and I just shoved that into my face real quick before I started up Skype. And within minutes, I felt a hundred times better. Boy, we'll have to try that again sometime. This uh, noon, the noon call. Are you trying to kill me? No, I just want to. I want to experience that. I think that everybody would like to experience what that is like with you, Dave. Talking to me at noon. Yeah, talking to you at noon at, with a severe hangover. And three hours of sleep. <laughs> three hours of sleep, exactly. That sounds like a pretty ringing endorsement for Kind Bars, though. Have you gotten any strange uh, podcast sponsor solicitations? Uh, back when Lex was handling sponsorship, we had, well, I mean, they actually did sponsor the show, the Bidet Company, the Lux Bidet Company, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, why I have weird. one. <laughs> that's funny. And I did. Uh, finally, once I got here, I installed the thing. And it's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I, think, I think I remember okay. seeing that when I was at your place. It's, it's a bizarre kind of thing to see attached to somebody's toilet. And I feel like I should put a sign up. What kind of sign? What would the sign say? The, the thing on the toilet is a bidet. Here's how you use it. <laughs> User experience. I have it for these reasons. 
Like, just hang up an FAQ, you know? Yep. I think you should do it. And then post the photo. Here's what you're probably thinking. Here's what you're probably wondering. Let me just address it right now. It's hilarious. I'll, I'll put an iPad in there. And when you go into the bathroom, it'll be on a motion <laughs> sensor. It'll just start auto-playing a video. Here's what it is. Make sure you get really fantastic background music. <laughs> do, you should just play the sponsor do, 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 do. read. <laughs> <laughs> Even better.